This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. <laughs> and this Mr. Chancery you speak of, is he in the room with you now? <laughs> it's causing so much upset in your life. Can you see him? <laughs> Dear me. Right. <clears throat> oh, shit, well, that was good. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> Johnson floats it in for Aiden Flynn! They've done it! Gregory, he's in the box, tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? Yes! Oh my word! Oh, it's in! You're listening to the number one pod for Sheffield Wednesday. This is the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to Wednesday Tide Eye Podcast. This is extra time following the 3-0 defeat at home to Sunderland on Friday. Um, we're not going to be talking about that 3-0 defeat. You've come here to hear our thoughts on that statement that went live at 8 o'clock, which is currently being seen by seemingly the whole world. Um, I think it's up to about 7 million people that have, that have seen that tweet that they put out, which, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, the whole world we're talking about Wednesday when we uh, come back from four goals down, now that it seems like the whole world is talking about us for, for quite the wrong reasons. And everyone's, uh, you know, my, my phone blew up yesterday. I had um, TalkSport wanting me on the, on the radio, uh, BBC Radio Sheffield. Uh, I'll be on there on Monday. So as people are probably, well, actually no, because people are listening to this on Saturday potentially. But anyway, I'm on Radio Sheffield on Monday. Um what well, other one? Uh, Capital. Uh, you might have heard me on on Capital as well. Uh, so, do you know what I mean? When you when you put a statement out, and, and all those media publications and radio stations and, and everything else want to speak to you, yeah, like probably not gone M- down. It must the, be good news. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not gone down in the way that you that you wanted it to. To be honest, so so yeah. Now I am going to just kind of break it down into a few bits because it is again, it doesn't do short statements, does it? He, no, always that have to chat GTP's working overtime, innit? <laughs> he must have got a premium subscription to it. It's not called that, but we'll we'll, we'll go. What is it called? Chat, chat GPT. Oh, you're, you're like you're like me, Nan. Oh. I've one of them uh, <laughs> BTL sandwiches. So. <laughs> I've one of them free whiffies. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't Do you know what the best the best one is that that, that my wife always tells. Well, not she doesn't tell it. It's always a, a mum and dad that tell it. Is um. When she was younger, she thought it were called Coop. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a bit that <laughs> instead of co-op. <laughs> uh, and there were, there were another one as well. Uh, it's it's eludes me now. My dad used to do them all. They always get his will, words muddled up. And as I get older, I'm doing the same thing with Sen. Slowly turn into him. <laughs> Joe is bad though. No, he's like, Joe. Steve does one. Um, pronounces so in Formula One, he always says Max Verstappen. <laughs> And it doesn't matter him because there's no F in it. There's no F in his name. It's a double P. I've no idea which language double P is pronounced 
as a double F, but <laughs> I have told him on numerous occasions, but he don't listen. He just still calls him Max Verstappen, but that's after the, you know, when he says it, I'm like, just have to like wince. Like, I know what you're talking about, don't worry. <laughs> it's like, do you know what? I think, do you know one season they came out with, um, like how to pronounce all the players' names? I feel like they need to do this time because, is it a Hequa? I don't think I've had this one before, but people still call him a Hequa. Like, and, uh, there's, there's a few others that they, they... To, uh, to be fair I think as a, as someone who's always had this surname mispronounced throughout his entire life yeah. and I think it's pretty straightforward I always say I don't tell you that it's like Southampton just without the paton that's yeah. it but I've had Southern Southern all sorts so as someone does it after a bit it don't bother you so I think players are probably the same I always remember how do people get your surname wrong as I say every, every, mate the amount of Southam. Yeah. Yeah, I thought... I, <laughs> yeah, you're doubting myself. Right. <laughs> I'm no, doubting right. myself then. Thinking, fucking hell, uh, what are you saying? Usually Southam or... I've had, I used to get Southern a lot. I'm like, that's not even how it's spelt. <laughs> There's no N on it. <laughs> what are you on about? But Southam. Do you get South... South Louis Southam. Yeah, that's fine. That's close right. enough, isn't it? Fair enough. <laughs> I, get, I get Maping. Yeah. Ma- mapping. <laughs> Where's G? <laughs> Who's put, who, why are you putting extra letters on? It's not Scrabble. <laughs> But you know, you stop being mapping. Bo- I get map. No, like mapping. Like, the shop where they mapping yeah, electronics. Get your fuck as a scout leader. <laughs> no, that's when we're watching videos in a few weeks time. <laughs> International break. Yeah, and, and it, uh, it's gone on it now. Maplins. I think so. Huh? The it's one in town, and the one in the uh, one in Hillsborough. What's that? Envers. I want to yeah, try that. That's decent. Been there a few times. Is it good? Not, yeah, it's all right. It's nice. Here we go. <laughs> we're back on Fat Bastard podcast, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, you wanted recipes. You had to pay for it. <laughs> There used to be Envers on, on Answorth just up here, but um, it's moved now, down, to, down there. I think it's changed. I've, I've no idea. It's like the same thing, but it's just they've changed its name. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Right, let's get into this statement then. Um, we can't be too upbeat, can we? Do you know what I mean? That's that's not uh, that's not on. Um, like I said, I'll, re- I'll read a few things. It's mainly most of it, to be fair, but I've broken it down into a few... Um, a few smaller pieces I've omitted a, a, a little bit of it out but I will read it um, it starts off by saying fans can complain criticise give strong opinions balanced opinions say anything you like but no one has the right to cross the line or the right to try uh, and cause damage throw insults or go to my family which has happened again which I cannot accept right now this is too much I've always welcomed constructive constructive debate and thought which is fine but to the people who have contacted me directly with insults and to my family i can tell you that i will never accept this i want to start off by saying on that that is probably the only thing that he says in this actual statement that i can get behind because Agreed, yeah. um you know it, it, yeah you said it in the main pod as well that like you know going to his family and stuff and criticizing his family is Look, that, he's not right. There, is, really? there is enough to have a go at him and him alone far personally. Yeah, don't go off. I mean, and it's one of them, minute Because let's face it, how many did we have down at Wembley of a week? 46,000. Hmm. If it's more than 10 people, I would be absolutely amazed. It don't represent the fan base as a whole. It's a few idiots behind a keyboard. Yeah. Simple as that. So, yeah, absolutely condemn that. I do think he's overstating... Possibly to the degree. I could be wrong. I don't know. But yeah, if it has happened, if it has happened, 100% wrong, fully. Uh, to be fair, that entire statement, that what you've just said, <laughs> like you said, no, that's the only bit 
I agree with you fully. Yeah. yeah. Um, it goes downhill from you. Yeah, it goes on to the then what I've, what I've labelled as tickets and shirt prices. Uh, it goes on to say, some fans have said the ticket price is too high. I've explained this many times in forums. For example, the prices can be lower if we have enough guaranteed volume and, this is a, and that is a win-win situation for the club and the fans. It is the same for the price of the shirts, exactly the same principle. The price can be lower if the sale volume is higher. So basically what he's saying is, more people come, I'll make it cheaper. I'm, I'm sorry, but nobody's going to come at the moment because it's absolutely shit. So, well, but, but that contradicts what he said, though. It does, though. It does because when, he, when, when I met him, he said that when the team doesn't do well, the ticket prices will be lower. Now, obviously, he set his prices already, so maybe that's what he's kind of referring to. But if anything, every match now should be a category Y or whatever category it goes down to. ZZ. ZZ, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because we are dog shit at the moment. Right, let, let's, let's break them both down. So I know we've done this to TDM, and uh, please bear with me, but... Like, right. Garan- he wanted a, a guaranteed people fruit door, essentially. Right. Break this into two. One, we all know we dropped the ball massively after Wembley. If them season tickets straight after Wembley would have been set at stage one, two, three pricing, whatever, rather than 700, 800 quid they were. Because if you don't, don't forget, if we'd have lost that final, we'd be paying this in League One now. Yeah. Because the prices are already been set. They're at a reasonable price. We would have comfortably, I think we'd have sold that a season tickets personally. I'd think at a bare minimum, we'd have done an extra. F- Four, four and a half, five thousand. If they're because this the feeling was so high, and like what Jack said when we talked about it, you know, what'd be wrong with getting up phone to people, people who might not have gone or as regular? Oh, we can do you these finance options, we can do a bit of direct marketing, anything we could have capitalized way more. Well, a a finance option would have been great because apparently there was one, but it weren't ready, so you couldn't do it. I mean, I, I had to get a credit card. Yeah, uh, to do thing on. and then it didn't come in time, so I missed the first early bird thing. Yeah, so I, so like, do you know what I mean? whereas if they were just a, you know, a zero percent offer, the th- the thing is, he doesn't want people to buy them at the cheaper prices. He he doesn't ma- he doesn't, he doesn't he's not bothered that I've had to pay an extra fifty quid to to wait to do it by the means that I wanted to do it. He whereas if I'd have done it on a zero percent, I know that costs him like because he has to the finance company has to get their money somehow. Well, no, they they get it from they put like a ten percent uh, setup fee or nine point seven percent or something like that. So they, they get, do, but most they get their money. They do, but most places oh, take yeah, that hit themselves. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because because you, you, you the idea is that if you offer zero percent, someone's going to buy it that weren't going to buy it in the first place. The problem you've got with a football club is he knows people will buy them by hook or crook. People, yeah. but, but we're getting to the point now where but people actually aren't now. We're getting into weeds that aren't so but let's let's go back to fans forum where he said, if I sold 30,000 season tickets, they'd be £400 each. Like, and let, you know, let's take it on that, and that's pretty consistent with what he said there. Right, so you're telling me that when they were at that price, you could, A, have the facilities in those 11 days they were on sale or 12 days they were on sale to process 30,000 season tickets. In January, just after Christmas, <laughs> behave. Right. You haven't got the facilities in place. You couldn't possibly function. And if you could, you know that the finance isn't there for the people that are wanting to buy them. It, that's just just economics of where we are as a football club and as a fan base. You fuller, you fuller it. Don't yeah. give me that whatsoever. The second point we can move on to, and I think it were a Sunderland fan brought this up yesterday. Or speak. He goes. 
it's talking about getting people through gate. Oh yeah, and let's not me- forget to mention that we can't even have thirty thousand seasons to kill. I think we'd be capped at around twenty six, twenty seven under current rules. Just, just on that as well. <laughs> by the way, whilst we're on attendances, uh, I'm just got it up here. This, this is for this season um, so far. So we've had what? Have we had five home games? Four home games? Four home games, I think we've had. Okay. Anyway, we played nine games, haven't we, in total? But this is just obviously for the home games. Uh, we are ranked eighth currently for average attendance in the championship okay. on 25,719. Um, just, just to run through a quick over, 26, 26, 8, 28, 8, 29, 1, 31, which is Leicester. Leeds, 35, Sunderland, 32. I mean, Ipswich so, are above us. They've got 28. I mean, Again, a team that were in the same leagues as Middlesbrough. Uh, all right, they're they're down near the bottom, but they had a fantastic last season in terms of you know got into the in, into the playoffs. They're quite well backed. I just want to read some other these other teams below us though. You know, there's only 14 teams with an average attendance over 20,000: Birmingham, Huddersfield, Watford, uh, Swansea, Preston, Plymouth, Millwall, Blackburn, Queens Park Rangers. They've all got less than 20,000. I mean, then you go to Rotherham and it's, it's they're averaging 11. Um, I, just had to, I had to get that in there. <laughs> but but like, when you look at those average attendances there, like, we're turning up. We're doing our bit. So yeah, so 25,000 we averaged last season in League One. Did we get about 23, 24 year before that? Yeah. And what we're currently averaging, 25. Yeah. And that's top 10 in that division. And you know that that can be a lot higher if you'd played your cards right, but yeah. you were a fool. So, but you, right. So how many more are you expecting? Because let's say, barring Leeds, Leicester and Sunderland there. Yeah. It's all much or a muchness, isn't it? There's not much in it. Yeah. Right. What level of fan base are you expecting us to get? You know, to, we, we are doing our bit. What do you want us to do? Buy two tickets. <laughs> yeah. Buy three tickets. But tell you what. Get got, some good TPP for that though. I don't think you would because you can only get one per fixture. <laughs> Ten per fixture. It's, it's a nonsense statement. It's a nonsense that You had the chance to capitalise because how any... And people go, oh, well, historically, we've only ever averaged, blah, blah, blah. Do you know how people build their fan bases? They build them on the back of good seasons. That's why you get teams that come out of one season in Prem and they were averaging 18,000 and then averaging 27,000, 28,000. They capitalise on it. What did we have? We had the best a money can't buy season. Did we capitalise on it? Did we fuck? It were his excuse to come back in. I know best. I'm going to make the most out of this. And the thing is, it's, 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 it's all coming home to roost because, yeah, you could possibly make the argument a few years ago that he's capitalising on sort of the... Uh, or making the most profit-wise on the fan base that we generally get. And to a degree, there is an argument there. But look at it now. People are stepping away. People are saying they're not going to spend another penny. It's eight years of mismanagement and treating fans like cash cows, coming home to roost, saying, no more, we're taking a stand. Yeah, I mean, playing like devil's advocate, I kind of, you know, I get where he's coming from in a certain ex- uh, in a certain extent. And I think I said this after I met him. Um, I think all these decisions that he makes... In a, a normal business, I think, uh, are, are quite valid. Like, the, the more you sell of anything, the cheaper you can do it. Like, that, that's just a, that's a fact because, you know, you, you, you have a profit margin and, yeah, to sell 20 of something and make, if you make two quid selling 20 of something, that's more than making 
a five or selling one. Like, and, and and I get that. That's that, that's obvious. And but you've also got to have the, the the fans there to to buy the tickets in the first place. And what his argument is is that he when he reduces the ticket prices, people don't come. But then he's not. He's uh, you, can't, always, you can't ever use that hypothesis unless it's used over a long period of time because it'll reduce a random Tuesday night game against Charlton Athletic and say, oh, well, they were the same attendance. Do that over a couple of months and don't treat people like idiots like he has done. And you but, might see it slowly but, start to turn. But do you know what, though? Do you know if things were... I mean, it's not it's not going to be for everyone and everyone's not like this, but do you know there's so many incentives that you can do to, oh, to yeah. get people to spend more money. It, it's like... He just wants people to spend money on the tickets and the football shirts, but there's all the other stuff like that you can that you can buy as well, like the the club shop. I know it's busy on a match day, but I never really see people buying stuff. Like well, maybe they, maybe they do, but it's like I don't buy anything from the club shop. I buy the shirt, and that is it. Um, obviously, I might, you know, buy it for the kids as well. But well, I think this. I don't know the, if you just reduce prices of, of things. And look, we're not asking for the prices of the tickets to be free. Um, but but once again, he, he he's using that against us. Yeah, that's that's the thing that that gets me. He's using it ag- against the fans. He's saying people aren't turning up, and do you know what? He's saying that the people. He, he says that people uh, that don't come, uh, they're the ones that are then spouting off about ticket prices. It's like but, uh, this annoys me because I was speaking to Branchy about this on uh, Thursday in office. And Branchy's big Wednesday fan. He's got a little, uh, he's a one-year-old, his little lad at yeah, all. Yeah. Obviously don't go very often. I turn around to him, I go, oh, Branchy, you fancy it match this weekend? We'll have a few beers and have a laugh. He's like, yeah. All right, how much is it to sit with you? And I'll say, 45 quid. It's embarrassing. I don't care if you get to one game a season, one game every 10 years. You know, I don't, I want the fact that if you are going to get to a game, you and your family and your friends and whoever feel welcomed, you feel it's affordable, you feel it's value for money more than hope. Because I know a lot of people who's got money who's just like, no, it's not, that's not value for money whatsoever. And I, 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 why would I belittle you? Because that's all it is. It's belittling people. Uh, And, saying by the things he says why would i not want you to feel welcome why would i not want to engage that base that all them people that turned up and people's like oh well they come out for the day at wembley you could have capitalized on so many more thousands and you didn't because you treat them like shit and, that, and that's it like 40 quid it were on friday to to sit on north uh 44 quid to sit on for, south a, for a game on sky on friday night when yeah. we not won a game sound yeah um and, and you look at that and you think it is just embarrassing, isn't it? And if you're the the, the, the problem is, if you're a, a hardened Wednesday fan, you've bought your ticket in phase one early bird. Yeah. So and and I get they've got to there's got to be value for money for a season ticket as well. I get that, but there's no there's no incentive for for someone to come to a to a match as just like a a one off and those and, and to be fair those are them people that you that you capitalize on they're the ones that mine you know like i said might have got a bit of money they come to a match and then they might only they might spend you know 25 quid on a ticket but then they might spend another 25 quid in club shop or something like that and but it gets to the point where it becomes too expensive and you think no i'm not i'm just not going to do it in the first place because just yeah. out of principle more or what you do is you look and go what else can i do for 44 pound and then and then you start looking at that and you think no, it's not. It's not actually worth it. Like if it were thirty quid, you might. It's still you might go. 
Mm. Very expensive, but all right, I'll 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 do it. And look, we're not asking for the tickets to be well. This to be dirt what cheap, we said before, our tickets last season were top end championship price in League One, but they were a massive reduction on what they were, and it got people back. It did get people back, and it got them engaged, and it got them wanting it again. There were nothing wrong with that pricing structure. Even if you'd said put every category, because we have to have 18,000 categories, put every category up a fiver, right? And people, are, you could probably pass that off as cost of living, blah, blah, blah. You know, all prices going up and we could have got away with it. But now he had to be silly and greedy, didn't it? And just what it does is you say, oh, well, it, it just it's that culture in it. If you can't afford it, don't come, don't bother, uh, don't moan yeah. about it. What good's that? Because it will turn people off. Look at me, I've been going for God knows how many years. I had a few years off when my kids were first born, but I would still go to probably five, ten games a season. I'm looking at this year going, when they go on sale, I'm not even going to get a second thought. I'm yeah. not giving that man another penny because of the way he talks to us supporters. But you know what? If, if you look at ticket prices, um, someone sent me actually all the all the um, the stuff that they've done, the big document here with all the ticket prices on, so which is which is great. I'm just going to read a few out here. So our most expensive ticket price is, let's have a look, £59. Um, just looking down here, Bristol City, 44 Coventry, 37 Huddersfield, £25 is their most expensive ticket. Hull, 28 Leeds, 47 <laughs> Leicester, 88 Now, caveat to that, there's, there's probably about 50 seats that are like, VIP. Yeah. It's almost like a, a so box. It's like they put hospitality involved yeah, it's like a box without a, a box kind of thing. Um, Middlesbrough 37, Millwall 36, Norwich 40. Do you know what I mean? Like Southampton 50, but I think theirs is very, very similar with like a, a, you get something else for it. Point being, why can teams like Bristol City, £44, Coventry, who have had problems as well, 37 quid. And they don't get many people coming either. It's not a sellout at that at that price. Like, So if they charge more, they probably get even less people coming. They're charging less and getting a lot less fans than us, but we're playing, what, poverty card? Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, you know, pull the other one. I mean, look, I know I've, I know I've stated a category A most expensive price. Let's go on the cheapest ones, 20, 27 quid, but I think that's category F, which is only being used for the, the cup games, which that cup that we're not no longer in. Um, you know, Cardiff, 20 quid, Hull, 20 quid, um, Norwich, 26 pound, Plymouth, 23. I mean, look, Plymouth's most expensive is 28 and cheapest is 23. So, and what a roaring atmosphere it is down at Plymouth. Yeah. In seriously, it is, it's brilliant down there. Yeah. Uh, a lot, you know, lots of 20s. I mean, you go down to to League One, uh, Derby, cheapest price, £16. And Derby's quite comparable to us, isn't it, really? I know, again, they're in the yeah. league below. 32 quid for a most expensive ticket and price. And they, they might even hide behind, oh, well, it's a big old stadium. It's like what we've said. Look at your West Brom. Is that 28 quid all the way around ground, isn't it? Yeah. That's an old stadium, but they've actually put some infrastructure into it over years. Yeah. I mean, it is eye-watering this. You look at some, there's some Premier League ones here. £103 to go and watch Spurs. That's the most expensive ticket. I don't know what you get for that. Um, but they're, you know, yeah, it's it, it, it's quite good for it's for, for good reading, some of that bit. But his, his second point before we move on to the next one, you know, with shirt sales. Yeah. Were we not told by the club in two separate statements that the pink shirt and last season's two home shirts broke records for shirt sales? Yeah. 
And that were when they actually reduced the price, if you remember. And now what's a junior shirt start at? 57 quid? Something like that, yeah. Brilliant. We need to buy more, apparently. Just buy. So what you do when, you know, when you go and you get your little lad shirt and you get your scent shirt, just, just buy two. Do buy two, buy Joe, three. Do you know what? Why are you being so selfish? I had I had last season's home and away. All right, I didn't buy the away one. Um, my my mum always buys it for for my birthday, which is coming up soon, by the way, just to let you know, October <laughs> the ninth. Uh, but it's always one of them easy presents in it. Like they always, she always asks me, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I'm like, "You know what? Just get me a wear shirt. Yeah. I can wait until my birthday." Do you know what I mean? Like it's just one of them easy things in it, rather than getting some, you know. Leaving it up to them and you get some rate shit, don't you? Tap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've had home and away last season. I'll have home and away this season. I've bought um, youngest the full kit this season. They've had they, they've they've both had a kit ever since they were born. She's five, nearly six. He's yeah. nearly three. Um, I don't buy them both for them. I just buy alter, alternate. Quite good, really. I wanted to buy him the home and then the away and then alternate like that. Whereas Freddie's just had all the home kits. Um, obviously, I bought him the home kit recently because he went mascot when yeah. I was going to get him the away kit. But I like, can't walk out wearing not yeah. wearing blue and white. Um, but obviously, the away kits have been pink and yellow. And obviously, having a daughter, it's like well, I bought. It's... She had the camo black one. Yeah, and then I'm sure the one after that was then the pink one. So like, well, I can't really get the blue and white one when it's pink. No, that's stereotypical. And then the next one being yellow, we're like, oh, she didn't, she, you know, she needs to wear the yellow one, really. So uh, I've kind of ruined that little tradition. Well, thing, I've, I've done it for years. I mean, I had a long spell where I didn't get a shirt for my son at all because I was, like, I was buying them for kids. So yeah. probably since kids have been born, they've either had both or at least one at shirts. Yeah. Last, that first season league one, I got Mrs. And both kids pink shirt. Yeah. Last season I got my scent yellow shirt, got my lad yellow shirt, I got Lilla, my daughter, I got her that pink goalkeeper shirt. Yeah. Um uh, you know, what are we supposed to do? We're buying it. We are doing the numbers. What what more and you sold you've told us by your own accounts, you've sold more when it were at a lower price. It's yeah. at a saturate there's only so many shirts you're gonna sell. We're not man united. Ah, but that's because we've got Macron doing them now though. <coughs> It's because Macron Meckham, that's why they're so expensive. Do you know what gets me, though, as well? How we don't put them on sale either. Nobody, like, I like to wear, I'm one of them ones where, I mean, can shoot me down for this and I'm not looking, looking down on anyone, but I have to wear this season's shirt. And I, you probably, for me, in my head, I'm like, you have to wear, it's got to be like five seasons all older to be like, Vintage. <laughs> yeah, like retro, if you know what I mean. If you, I just think in my head, wearing last season's shirt, it's like, oh, why have you not got this season's one? Do you know what I mean? So, um, well, I'm getting value for money out of that yellow shirt because we've wore it to more games than we have white shirts. <laughs> well, I know. I don't think what, have we worn white shirt once? Cardiff. Yeah, once then. Um, Did we wear it at Hull? No, we blue and white, didn't we? Yeah. Can't remember now. We've, we've played Leeds, we're playing white, so we couldn't wear it there. Yeah. Uh, and we've played Swansea. Swansea are playing white as well, so so yeah, that were a bit of a pre-disaster class that one. Um, but yeah, you're right. We, we're doing it, but we're, we're buying them, and there's loads of things that you can do that other clubs do as well. To because there's going to be people out there that are like that will buy the shirt. Day it comes out, they'll buy it because they will always. But then when it gets to yeah, the end of the season, 
put them you know, half price like other teams do. do you know, why can other teams do it? Well, and we can't. Keith, Keith Early put it on. You can buy last season's. If you want to buy a kit for your kids, you can buy last season's shirt for forty something quid. Still in ridiculous. Shop. You can you can buy kit from two seasons ago. Do you know what? Write it off as a charitable donation. Get it to some local charity. Get send it to wherever. Do you know what? Why are you holding on to stock? It makes you look silly. It's only this season that the the ladies' team have actually they're wearing the this season's kit. Yeah. And I know the ladies team has nothing to do with the club other than the name, although that might be changing soon, which I, I hope it does. But that were embarrassing. They were, they were wearing the first Macron kit and they had to buy it themselves, yeah. which is an absolute joke as well. Like, and, uh, there's, there's all sorts like that with club. And, and I remember weeks ago we were talking about it with Jack like saying, you know, we're buying these kits and Macron kits have been great. And we were buying your Elevate kits that were made in some bloke's garage. You know, we were buying them in as thousands. Yeah. Oh, it's crap. It's 60 quid. Go on, then I'll have two. That fucking, that yellow one that looks like Ikea. Oh, horrific, that shirt. Yeah. I mean, that the blue, you know what? The the 150th anniversary on that blue one. It's actually, it's actually growing on me more as a kit, but the fit, the fit and the actual. Well, I, I always said with Elevate, I, I genuinely, I thought some of them designs, some of them weren't bad. But the quality of them were oh, absolutely awful. appalling. Fucking hell, you'd sweat like a bastard in them in them kits. Just not the most unbreathable. I, I, you know what? Yeah. I've worn bin bags, bin liners <laughs> that are more breathable than what they are. Christ! Right, let's let's move on then. Um, the next one. I'm just not really going to dwell too much on it. I'm just going to send one piece. Um, we have launched a community engagement scheme for any fans who struggle to attend games and a number of supporters have taken advantage of this scheme. Unfortunately, for some who have historically not attended games, they have used the pricing structures to attack the club without the intention to attend themselves, even when prices have been lower. Just on that community engagement scheme, you're already acknowledging that the ticket prices are too high yep. if you then have to give additional support in order to be able to afford them. Yeah. Like, uh, they, absolutely that. and also they come for me there's also a pride element as well of course there is who wants to be means tested to go to a fucking football game that's what it is it's means testing people oh well what's your income oh well we could possibly do it please Mr Chancery could I have 20% off my ticket please sir fuck off it's not Victorian England you shouldn't have to be means tested to go to a football game in a working class city in a cost of living crisis yeah up your ass, it, it, mad. Yeah. It, it should be affordable, shouldn't it, to be able to go? Yeah, to the matches. And then he's then he insulted people. Them who only go every now and again. What like they're lesser a fan? Like my mate we talked about before who lives in America. He's he's not a proper fan because he don't go all the time. You know because he's keen serving in RAF. Yeah. Oh, it's infuri- It's really infuriating that that kind of language used at people. Like I said, so many. People I know want to get season tickets with their kids and all that. Couldn't afford it. Two of my mates got memberships. And they thought, I'm going to take kids. They've not been once yet. Because they go, I can't justify it. And he's going, them who don't normally go. Like he's some smug twat. Tell you what, he'll never step foot in Hillsborough again, the bottle job. Yeah. Right. So what, is he going to class himself as that now? Well, the other thing is, uh, attack the club. He keeps saying the club. And I, I don't think... I, it's I, not I, the club. There's one man setting the prices. That's what they're attacking, the pricing of the club. And you know what? Let's say, even if you want to use your language, Mr. Chancery, let's do it. The club, yes, because just because you support something or you love something or you're passionate about it, it does not mean that you cannot express discontent or upset with the decisions that organisation makes. Full stop. Yeah. 
You haven't got to accept it all, lap it up and ask for an increase and more. But we have been doing though. Yeah. We have we have been just accepting it. Yeah. And it, but there comes a point oh, where... Wait, if you can't afford it, don't go. But there comes a point where there's a line, isn't there? And, it, and, line. and you get close to it. And do you know what? The last two seasons, you might think, well, like anything, like you said, fans are, f- are fickle. And whilst ever you're doing well, you know, Wembley ticket prices, I don't know about you, but you, I went on, I clicked. Because obviously we tried to get them really quick, didn't we? And I didn't realise that more tickets are going to be um, put out there. I just wanted to get a ticket as quick as I could. I literally went... Click, click, buy, and they were like, "How much is it again?" Oh yeah, do you, do you know what I mean? I, I didn't look at it, but because you really wanted to go, and I think yeah, he's, it, I think he's kind of living off of that. Like he, if he quits that in his head, and he said in that meeting we had, didn't he, about gesturing to park regarding tram lines? Yeah, say people pay this that. Yeah, oh no, it, it were Arctic Monkeys. We're Arctic it? Monkeys. Sorry, yeah. they're one-off events. One-off events are entirely different to a twenty-three occurrence per year. Yeah. Every year. Every year. Forever. Well, well, we'd like to think it's forever, yeah. It's not It's not comparable. And even when it is one of events, Wembley, mate, I, oh, we've talked about this, and let's let's forget about some happy times. <laughs> Wembley, me, Jack, uh, Jake, Sarah, Sarah, we're all there. Uh, Alan, we're just round corner. We're in seats, which were effectively Club Wembley. Right, do you know how much they cost me? Come on, then. 52 quid. That's less than what it would have cost to sat on, sit on South Stand against Middlesbrough, I believe, off the top of my head. Yeah. You know, let, let's just <laughs> leave that. And, look, and let's look at the facilities. Let's look at the difference, the facilities, the one-off event of it all. And he thinks that a random Sky game against one of other bottom sides is equivalent to that. Get your head out of the clouds, man. Uh, do you know what? All he's done, it's like when people say... Um, like staff aren't aren't a person, they're just a number. And it's like, all he's done is not equated. Well, he has equated, he's just put numbers into like a spreadsheet and gone, if we sell this many, then we're going to get this much money. That's all it is. And and last time he did it, when we were paying it, you know, around Carlos time and just after, it it equated to about an extra million. But when you treat people that badly over that course of time and you run it that badly over the course of time, eventually they'll go, you know what, sod it. Because... If he's still chairman um, before these season tickets go on sale, or I think I said other week dinner, unless he's been visited by free ghosts and he changes his ways or he puts some professionals running it, there is not a cat in hell's chance I'm renewing. And everyone I speak to are on a similar vein. And don't get me wrong, there'll still be minimum 15,000 season ticket holders, but it will dwindle and dwindle and dwindle to the point where you're there in your happy little empty castle. Yeah, you're you're right, and and he just he, yeah with the, with the ticket things and and everything else, it just gets to the point where like I said like I said a bit earlier, there is a line, and you have to draw that line somewhere uh, and everything. Yeah, and and you shouldn't you shouldn't have to belittle people for for not coming. Like I said at the end of the main pod, you know, as much as people are like we need to support the the lads and stuff. Yeah, you do, but if it's shit every week. And people getting angry and frustrated and stuff. They shouldn't have to come. So and say, same if you, you know, if you're struggling to afford something, you shouldn't have to make sacrifices elsewhere or potentially not do something that's almost guaranteed enjoyment yeah. for you and your kids oh, to, to go there and, and watch. You know, this, the, 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 the three people sat next to me who don't normally sit there, not seen him before, and I saw him because he was walking up with his piece of paper, his printed ticket on. Um, and I said to him, I said, I said, fucking hell, you've paid to watch this. And he, and he said, well, to be fair, 
they used to be seen to get older, then he's got a different job. <laughs> so he can't come to most games because he might be he might have been working, but things have changed and he can get he's off yeah, most yeah. weekends. So he says, to be fair, we, we do I couldn't justify by season ticket, but we do come every week, oh. pretty much. And um, and he said, to be fair, it's all right because we we like to sit in different places. You know, we might be on yeah, Cop yeah. or at North or up there, and it, they get a different view I every would. time. But they they would have spent you know 120 pounds, but collectively between the three of them, yeah, to buy the tickets for that for that. Our exact same. When I didn't, I think I had four years without a season ticket, and it were like I said, my kid, kids were born, and I were working. Most weekends, so it would have been pointless me getting one anyway. But I would say, if there were an odd midweek game, I could I could get to. I was buzzing, and I'd have me and a good aunt. And I remember once with a membership. This is going back probably seven years ago or so. I think we were playing West Brom on a Saturday afternoon, and I paid, I think, close to forty quid to sit on cop an hour of at Moonway. And and that, to be fair, football were good then and all. But you know, it, when it's going crap. Yeah. And we'll always have them fans like that who might have work commitments, family commitments, might be bloody carers, might be out. And if, you know, if you're never going to make a fortune off them, who cares? I want them to feel welcome. I want them to come. I want them to enjoy themselves. And I want them to maybe buy a shirt, wear it with pride. And when they talk to their mates, they tell them that they're a Sheffield Wednesday fan. And we're going to belittle them and say, those who don't, who historically don't come. You know, yeah. how, how degrading do you want to be? Yeah, ne- next on the on the list, um, I've got down here a tirade on the fans. Um, it, it goes on to say, some fans say I'm the custodian, not the owner. Who say they were born here and I and will die here? I may not have been born here, and I probably not die here. But one thing I can say is that I will always try and do my best for Wednesday. To those who are trying to create trouble, damaging the club, I ask, what have you done that is good for your club? Why are you trying to harm it? If I am such a bad owner, what are you doing on your side? I must take responsibility for everything at the club, including the financial support into the club. If you say you are the owner and I am the custodian, then show me how to be the, the, the good owner and help save your club. You want to you want me to leave, but you want me to spend money. If you want me to leave, then show me how to run the club and invest the money before I do that. You have no right to ask me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to break down there, James, but let's start at the top. What are you doing to help the club? Does he not see? What What else can we do? We're supporters, we're invested in this club. We've already covered off, so we won't go over it again. We're buying the tickets. We're travelling length and breadth for not just this country, but Wales as well and all the rest of it, and pre-season taking hundreds to Spain. We're buying the shirts. It's all tangible. It's all there. Okay, sold out every away game this season, barring Cardiff, and even then, I think there were over three thousand down there. Yeah, what are you doing? What, what, what else can we do? What, what else, and do you know what that is? That's a veiled dig, I think, at the shit schemes he's come up with in the past. You know, like this when he did the Club eighteen sixty seven, where you got a plaque and a book. By the way, no one ever got the book printed for that. Funny, you know. And you got you get a season ticket, I think, on promotion to Prem. And they wanted you to pay like an extra grand, yeah. you know. And he was shocked that about 20 people signed up for it. What do, Does he want us to just take sacks of money down and chuck it on South Stand Bridge and say, here you go. What more can we do? Hospitality. Yeah, but people have been doing that though. I know Peter said that he actually, oh, yeah, yeah. He actually paid six grand, I think it were, a year. Um, and he stopped, he stopped that now. He must have been paying it a month. Yeah. Uh, and he stopped that. 
I mean, that's a lot of money, that. It's a for lot someone of money. that, you know, I, yeah. I don't know what Peter does as a... Uh, as as a job um, or anything like that, I don't know what financial um, no. thing he's in, but I, I can't afford six thousand pound a year just to spend. I don't know what he gets for it either, but whatever it is, he stopped it now because yeah. of the way that the club's being run, and, then, and and he's expected. Do you, do you know what as well? When things are shit, like I know we still go, I mean, and that's what football is, and we're there through the thick and thin, and 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 all this that and the other. But the 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 reality is, you know. Chesterfield don't get as many fans as what we do, yeah. and, they don't, and we don't get as many fans as what Man United do. And there's a reason for that, because of the success that those teams get. And I know some, you know, some people, some fans of those top clubs don't like it because it attracts all the other people, but it still brings in all the money. And there's no danger of those clubs ever like yeah. going out of existence and things like that. But we, we, what, what else? Like you said, what else can so, we possibly do? We're, so we're what we're bottom of the league. And we're eighth in terms of the best attendances. We're probably top on away attendances, I'd probably, say. Probably, yeah. maybe. Well, you can't, you can't do more than selling out, can you? Yeah, exactly. Right, so there's that point. So it's your shit offerings. You want, what What are you wanting money from? Um, when it last season, or were it this season, with hospitality packages sold out and boxes sold out? I think they have sold out this season as well. So they're doing their bit. So then what are you... And, the, and they're fucking expensive as well, by yeah. the way. So what are your offerings to us to spend more money? Have you got, you know, premium match day experience? You know, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but like Aston Villa do something similar. I saw recently where like the, they've got this nice bar outside and you get in. They've got a stage, haven't they? And they've got yeah. like you get ex, ex fan, and you uh, can, ex players on yeah. and like do a bit and of an you interview. you can pay an extra 50 quid and you can do this. And, you know, just little bits, what would be easy, quick wins, which we've got the space and the capacity to do. I mean, I mean, to go to the other extreme, uh, you look at your bigger clubs, they do off-site hospitality. Yeah. So they might get a little restaurant somewhere and they'll they'll set it up and they'll have your meal and your meet and greet and all that and then they'll shuttle your out at stadium. Have we looked into that? No. There's no other offerings. So other than people just sending you money in blank envelopes, what more do you want to... Su- what are you doing to help? What are you doing to help? You're the fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah he got, he's got upset about owner and so you know just to upset him i'll call him a custodian i could call him something else beginning with c and all chance era <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you offering you've been there eight years what have you put in place where are your commercial offerings where are your commercial sales where's your ones your customer value reps that's trying to get people on board where's your partnerships where's all that it's non-existent and you've not addressed it in eight bastard years yeah. your stadium's falling down around you but as long as your name's fucking lit up by the way this is going completely off topic i keep hearing when people say he put his name on south on north stand and that were part of sponsorship right one i've never seen them figures but I stand to be corrected it could be right it could be a sponsorship issue Two, where does it say in any rule book that you need to put seats spelling out your name in order to justify a sponsorship? It doesn't. A little sign would do it. When it were Alam FM cop, did we take seats out and put Hallam FM? No, stop defending him. He's full of fucking stuff and nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I do I do think it, it, is, it was down to... Because that was the whole... That's why Emirates... Um, not Emirates. Um, Etihad who's a sponsor. Do they still sponsor Man, so, Man yeah. City? Obviously they own it, don't they, as well? Yeah. <clears throat> that, that That's why that is, because that's a way of them putting putting money into the club um, without actually just... Because as an owner, you can't just bankroll... Well, you can't just put money in just 
just yeah, willy, willy yeah, nilly, I, if you know I, what I mean. I get like, if, if it's saying a thing, what I'm saying is it doesn't have to become a vanity project. You could call that the Chancery North stand and not have to spell your name out. And yeah. everyone's putting that picture apart the last night at half time. And it's base. You can see Chancery written in it, and it's like a picture speaks a thousand words. Yeah. So I say, as every minute went past, it was uncovering the reason yep. why the people are leaving. Very good way of oh, putting it. Yeah, whatever it was, that were a good, a good tweet. That one. Um, but yeah, it just. I don't. I, we just covered it. Covered it off. Really, you know. Every time they, he, he keeps having a dig at the fans, but yet it's like the whole. You know. Really, people respond more to a carrot than to do by getting beaten by a stick. Maybe in the seventies, beating people by with a stick helped and worked in in, in stuff like in, in situations like this. But it doesn't work now. Like there, yeah, there, there has to be um, a level of respect. Yeah, but there has to be something else. You, you, just by you know, a lot but, of people after that this came out, they were saying we we're being blackmailed, and I think that's down down to all these things. You know. Um, for you know, the comments just like just like that you know um let's uh just dwell on this one a little bit longer sorry mate uh, you know uh what's this one you asked me to leave but you want me to spend money nobody forced you to buy this football club any due diligence would say that most clubs in the championship are effectively insolvent with regards to making money it's your job to spend money it's, that's your job. And if you can't do it, you do leave. And that's like, you have no right to ask me to leave. You were the idiot a few years ago who said, when fans want me to go, I'll go. We have every right to ask you to leave. Yes, yeah, so I, yeah, I can I can he know that fans want him to, to leave if we've got no right to ask him to leave. Yeah. Like, and if you join on some of these uh, emails as well, even when it went, um, it went to say, if you own a house, I'm going to ask you to leave your house. No, it's not how it works, mate. He don't, li- he don't live at Hillsborough, does he? I don't, I didn't, last time I checked, he doesn't. I know he does live. He lives at St. Paul's Tower in town, where he did a few <laughs> years ago. He probably still lives there now in one of the top penthouse suites. But anyway, that's uh, that's another that's another <laughs> thing. And, on, and just on that, when knowing other players used to... Because um, my wife used to work uh, for Blundell's in, in town. Yeah. Whenever players used to uh, come in, we, I always used to know about new signings that we were going to make. <laughs> because... The, the the people at um at Chef at Chef Wednesday would would actually like email in or whatever to say, Can we have this? And then they'd have to send all the details and I'd know exactly how much they were earning because they'd have to disclose what the <laughs> what their earnings was and, and, and stuff like that. I know to pass all the checks and everything yeah, yeah. else. So um so yeah that were that were quite a cool thing. And the, and the and they always used to they always used to um go into St. Paul's Tower black on like Three month tenancies or whatever until I'm guessing they then went and signed. Or, or if they're on loan, they'd just be there for six months or foreseeable. Yeah, <laughs> six months or or whatever. Um, the next thing he said, which is the best one, I think for you, I am the one who saved the club and spent the money for the club. I am the one who needs to pay around two million pound on average every month. Some fans need to have more respect for owners of clubs and not be so selfish, thinking of their own benefit without doing any doing anything good to the club. This is not acceptable, and as a result, I am not willing to inject more money while I'm being treated unfairly by those fans. F- first of all, on that, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll leave the one for the, the save the club to yourself because I know you've got quite a bit to say on that. 
the bit on the two million pound that he's spending every month. I said this yesterday when I was on Talk Sport. If he would have employed people in in football positions that knew what they were doing in football, if he would have brought sponsors in, uh, if he would have you know sorted out the commercial side of things rather than having to him put his name everywhere to get around, which is just the easy. If you've got the money, that's just the easy way out. If he'd have done all these things and actually ran the club in better, if he if he'd have not asked Derby for hundred thousand pound extra on top of probably paying all the wages because you know, yeah. he's not he's not going to be paying less wages and then asking for hundred thousand. If you do all that, guess what? You recoup some of your money back, or at least don't have to spend as much. So do you know what I mean? <laughs> because Marvin Johnson's wages, he wouldn't be paying those anymore. So that's you can knock that off your two million pound a, a month that, that you're paying out. Yep. And do you know if you did not ask for more money when when bids come in for, for other players, guess what? You know, rather than spending hundred and twenty six million pound, that might be only hundred and twenty one or hundred and hundred or whatever it may be. If you actually sell players, because let's be right, like we've the players that we have sold, the money's not being reinvested, and, and we haven't bought players. And, you know, we other than Jordan Rhodes, who we who we signed for an eye watering figure, which he always comes back to all the time, and he uses that one. Every, it's literally one example. We we don't spend money for players, and, and and you know what? Last season we didn't spend any money or very very little, and we still got promoted. We got to the playoffs, the one before. You don't need to spend. I don't think you. Need, I don't think you need to spend a lot of money nowadays. And I don't think unless you were unless you were, you know, unless you were going up for to the prem or or looking to get into the into the prem, that's when you might start spending a bit. But no, right now, I won't. I wouldn't mind if we became sustainable by selling a few play, players off. But bringing in, I mean, Brighton, and uh, look, I know they've spent a hell of a lot of money to get that system in place, but they sell Caicedo in League One, though. But they sell Caicedo for 100 million, but then they bring in someone else who's equally as good, if not better, than him. So every time they keep bringing these players through, so they can, they, they trust and believe in their in their academy and their recruitment process that yes, they let someone go, but they can bring someone in and that's how it works. And that's how you then become sustainable and you can spend all this money and you can have cheap tickets and everything else. Whereas what he does, he's just, he just spent loads of money. And you, I think he's trying to use that. And, and, and some people that have been defending Chancery use that against those that want him out. Like he spends a lot of money. So what? Like, like I keep using that analogy all the time. Like if I if I went and buy, bought a Ferrari, and you're not going to applaud me for buying the Ferrari and paying it, and, it. and paying it back. Yeah. Like you 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 signed into that. You no one forced it. you to buy it. You're paying your bills. Yeah, you've bought it. You've got to pay and for the it. Fact it's cost, tough shit. You know, it'd be like it'd be like driving that Ferrari around, moaning that petrol or diesel's costing you too much when you've drilled an hole in your petrol tank. Yeah, and that's effectively what he's done. Your mismanagement. It's pissing it down. Your mismanagement is what's caused it to be as big as it is and you can't you know like I say you don't sign up to a Ferrari or you don't sign up to a big club not knowing it's going to cost you money is that our fault is that our fault you bought that as a vanity project and it's gone tits up our fault you couldn't turn a quick profit on it because he, you know we didn't get promoted and you gamble yeah it, it's, it's not but yeah I mean if we do want to go into that line I know we touched on it before yeah I know who saved the club that one <laughs> no you weren't you see, the, to quote Phoenix Knights, you see, the thing is, Dapon, you weren't. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. He's like Jerry, uh, not Jerry Sinclair, who is it who's one who bullshits? Or Kenny, Kenny Senior. Kenny Senior, yeah. 
In what metric did you save it? The reason it was sellable in the first place is because it were all managed debt, got it into a sensible place, weren't spending much money. Milan come in and don't get people, I do think sometimes people um, put Milan on more of a pedestal yeah, than necessary. Yeah, yeah but, he, he, he was in it for himself as well. But let's be, but let's be right, he were always honest about that. And I went to meetings with him and he were always honest. Uh, always honest. Club were on the verge. He struck a deal with Dave Allen. He bought it. He got it. Did he buy it for a quid? A quid, but he took on, I think he paid off certain, I don't know yeah, how it yeah. worked. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit I, lost I in all that sort of stuff. Don't pretend to, I'm, I'm sure. Between him and Dave Allen, a fair deal were reached. They got it manageable, and it were, that's why it were a sellable asset. He saved it because he was on when HMRC put the winding up order, and we had uh, Chuffin Howard Wilkinson going down to high court for us and all that. What did you save it from? Mid-table mediocrity and affordable football. What? Yeah. What? what? <clears throat> By what metric have you saved it? You nearly got it to Prem. Is that nearly saving it? You effectively relegated it through your cheating, which he still claims that he followed all the EFL's instructions. Yeah, I don't get that. If How can the EFL tell you what to do and then and then deduct yeah. your points and then is not get them it's points? Harry and our group, innit, will put that report in. I remember reading that report at the time. I had a little skim over it the other day when he put it up. Have a read of it. You you followed everything. You did nothing wrong. You did. You lied, you lied. You cheated and you stole and you declared in the wrong bloody year you know, to you know, try and get around but it. But do you know what it was? I think what happened was, correct me if I'm wrong, he, he, he put it in the accounts, but yet that, that business wasn't set up until after that time. So how can you... I, I, I can't remember. Something like, that. How can you buy something in the yeah. past? I mean, effectively, like, EFL... At the time, it weren't the guy who was in charge now, were it? They held his hand the entire way through and tried their hardest. And his attitude and his failure to act in a timely manner is what cost it. What did you do, Daypan, to save us? Did you save us from League One, what you relegated us to? Yeah, I forgot because it were you going around telling everyone they could do it. Not to do with Darren Moore, not to do with them players, not to do with them f- amazing fans. It were all you, weren't it? Cause it were, yeah. I, I forgot it were you. You scored that diving header, didn't you? I remember it. Why can I forget, James? Yeah. What have you saved it from, you egotistical fool? Yeah, I mean, what the- have you saved it from? We need saving from you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. We need saving now, don't we? To be fair, that injecting more money in. I think we've already touched on that, and the on the main pod, haven't we? Really, it's um, yeah more money than what it needs a bit of clarification that doing it like you've said earlier like i'm sure players will be seeking that further clarification as well as whether they're going to get paid or not at the end of this month yep um the other one which i which i laughed at i think at the moment it isn't it's is too much with some people crossing the line those who have broken the regulations could lead to us receiving fines from the fa some clubs have been fined up to 100k for breaking the regulations and of course this is something that we do not wish to see at sheffield wednesday Coming onto the pitch at the end of the game against Peterborough, throwing objects onto the pitch against Middlesbrough. These situations can cost clubs a lot of money, which again is my responsibility. Do you know what? How d- I can't believe, I cannot believe it is brought the Peterborough game into this no, on can't. a on a negative yeah. vein. There's, there was nothing. The most negative part about that game was the fact that you bought your ticket to the match and you were four 0 down going into it. That was the negative bit. <laughs> everything from the from minute go, like go, they got it all right. They got everything right in terms of the 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 media silence. You know, they they didn't say anything real, you know, much. 
they put that video on beforehand and everything. Yeah. Uh, and then after after that, we all we all know what happened. And now he's actually bringing in the fact that you know we're not pitch after best comeback in playoff history. Yeah, I mean I'm not being funny. Like you, you, it, it, let's be right as well. Again, it's quite cleverly worded this because it says some clubs have been fined hundred grand. And he's saying that doing things like that could get us fines. So he hasn't he hasn't actually said that it did. He says it could. So whether it did or not, we don't know. Right, but, but that, that translates to it didn't for me. And to use like you say, I mean, you can say what you want. I'm not going to tennis gate ball, uh, tennis ball gate. Sorry, because it's boring. That Peterborough game. Did you get your copy of? Um, Record breakers. I did actually, week. yeah. Yeah, is it not got pictures in there? All fans on pitch. It has, yeah. Did club not use it all over social media? Yeah, what for did, them criminal offences? Them criminal offences. Yeah, did, were it not broadcast around the entire world? Were every outlet not picking it up, saying what an amazing thing this is? That club didn't use it to event. No, no, bad fans, selfish fans, naughty fans. Don't go on the pitch. How dare you? I could have had to pay a fa- piss off. And do you know what? Do you know if he did have to pay hundred thousand pound for that? Worth it. Yeah, because do you know what? That man went to Wembley, and I don't know if we got, if you get any proportion of the ticket sales. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not privy to that or what are the, what the agreement is. However, um, I think it paid for itself, put it that way. Well, yeah, the fact that we're now in the championship, but we don't know because it costs us more in the championship, he says, uh, which, all right, fair enough, but you know, it is what it is. The, the club is worth more, I suppose, or should or should be anyway. Amazing how you can spend no money base effectively on transfers or very, very little, get extra revenue to tune about eight, nine million and be losing as much as we are. I won't... He's not savvy, is he? No, not, not at all. And you look as well, I mean, how many... Uh, how many memberships did we sell off the back of getting to the, to the final? Do you know what I mean? There were loads of people buying them just so they could get tickets. I mean... You'd only need to send uh, sell two thousand memberships mm. at fifty quid to were they fifty quid or they forty? They might have been thirty last year. I think they went up to fifty this year. All right. Well, anyway, if they were fifty quid, you have to buy two thousand. If obviously if it were forty quid, it might be like no three thousand off the top of my head or whatever. They, I'm sure we sold more than they, they, think, they were. Lo- they, right they were forty four thousand people that went and they didn't get to general sale. So that means that all them people had to have at least gone to to one game anyway but a lot of people is, but, how dare you try and use that as a stick to batter us with when a few months ago you were using it to promote what an amazing thing it were and to flog tickets t-shirts whatever uh, there's no words for it. that to me stinks that's one of two things he's either thought of an example out of his arse or he didn't want to state that his precious banner, what he definitely put up, got torn down. You know what? That banner getting torn down, that will like when a dictator's statue gets toppled. Yeah. That were brilliant. That were the beginning of the end for me. It's all going to end. And it's going to be a war of attrition. It's going to take a long time, but fucking brilliant. I've got that gift saved on my phone. When I'm feeling down, I look at that because I know that wrangles with him. And I know it goes round in his bitter little head all day and it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, he ends by talking about the protests. Uh, regarding protests, I do not believe this can help our club the people who are trying to organize these protests are not prepared to identify themselves while they are happy to encourage other fans to show themselves how can this help protests are a waste of time i would like these fans to show me how much you love your club do not damage it i do not want to fight with anyone but to use your words enough is enough please do not damage our own club otherwise those fans need to take all responsibilities and liabilities. Let's, let's take everything out of that. That one quote. 
Protests are a waste of time. Resistance is futile. Protests are a waste of time. Yet yeah, no historical event has ever changed. No course of a football club's future, no bigger than football, let's be right, has ever changed for protest. No, protest, waste of time. What kind of a moron says that blanket statement? But and I believe that the reason why he's come out with this is because of the protests as well. I think he's getting he's getting the heat. He's had to come out with this to try and scare people into into thinking, oh, I can't, I can't actually, I can't possibly protest against him. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, what the timing of it, you know, because if this had come out on Monday, you know, things had died down a bit, and then people might have, you know, I mean, look, nothing really happened, did it on. I didn't see anything, any sort of protest. There's, there's that little video in there that were, that were outside the South Stand. I think he said there's seven people there. And I think people, well, people just left early doors, haven't they, to be honest? Everyone had gone. I, I walked under the South Stand Bridge last night and there were no one there when I bought past it. So I thought, oh, I'll put my nose out. But there were a few flags knocking about. There were, I'm not sure who it were. There were cameras going, interviewing people. Um, it's funny because I've seen a few people last night saying, oh, I had people tutted and blah, blah, blah. People I saw coming off at Southstand were actually ones with banners and ones swearing in front of this camera saying, get him out, all this stuff. There was also that big banner down from Grandstand. I'm not sure if you've seen no. that. Like a big chance here. Someone's like, unfailed it. Un- you know. Yeah. Um, unfailed it. Unfailed it. Un- not unfailed it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, it, I think at minute that the big issue is just sort of apathy and fatigue from it all. And... Yeah, it's like protests are protests and there's not been all mega organised real estate it's all been a bit I'm not having, not digging anyone out by the way for this if you're I'm all I'm fully behind anyone doing anything they can to make him uncomfortable to make him feel not wanted and to get him out of this football club because it's what we need I fully personally support all that yeah right but there's not been it needs Anything. to be organised. It needs it? to be better organised, absolutely. Yeah, because a protest to have any sort of effect, people have got to get behind it. That, that, and, um, and that's it. And even if your intentions are all well and good, and even if it's, um, you know, even if you're the best spoken people, blah, 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 if it's not got the main wave support, there's not much you can do. But I think it, it's definitely going that way. Because, like I said, when I'm going on at Southstand and I've got Werther's original brigade <laughs> with... And I can say that I used to sit on self stand. <laughs> You've got them being discontented. You know it's yeah. You know things are bad, don't you? Really. Yeah. Um, it finishes up by saying uh, about the um, where is it now? He says, if anyone wants to buy the club, they should act professionally and follow the correct process. All the information required is published in the accounts every year. Late, but it's there. Uh, there's nothing to hide. When I bought Sheffield Wednesday, would Milan have sold it to me if he was not satisfied with my offer? All I want and all I ever wanted is the best for Sheffield Wednesday. And if anyone wishes to invest and come and do a better job, then we can talk. Until that happens, I will continue to try my best and focus on trying to help us move up the championship table. Um, just on that, right? Can he just can he just come out and say the club is up for sale? He can't bring it to him and say. Alex Miller come out and said, "We can take from that that the club is up for sale." I don't. I don't get from that that the club is up for sale. No more so than, like I said before, the my car's up for sale. It isn't because I use it all the time. And I'm quite happy using my little car. But if you said to me, "I'll give you eight grand for it," I'm like, "Go on then, you can have it." Yeah. But I'm not I'm not actively looking for someone. If my car was up for sale, he'd have a for sale sign at Winder and he'd be on Auto Trader. And that, do you know what I mean? 
all right, there is no, you know, right move or whatever for football clubs. But if he comes out and says the club is up for sale, that, you know, people will see and, and there'll be people out there with quite a lot of money that are looking to buy a football club and then that'll prick their ears up and go, oh, Sheffield Wednesday's up for sale. You're not going to go around. If you've got money to buy a club, you're not going to go around every single football club and go, hey, mate, he's selling it now because <laughs> it's because that's not how it happens you don't just send a little email saying i can't no if i said send chance here an email now going hi mate i've got some money uh i want to buy a club he, he, thought has to go into it so you're not going to waste all your time and effort in trying to engage with someone and, and trying to ask for a, a price of a football club or, or try and buy one if it's not actively being sold because i just turn around going no nah, i'm not bothered mate well, we said weeks ago didn't we if he come out a few weeks ago, because let's say it, it, it's, I think this is the beginning of the end and it might take two, three years, but it's beginning to end. You know, I don't think he'll ever step foot back in Hillsborough again. I honestly don't. Um, if he for, his own, for his own safety, mind you. Not that I condone that, but you know. Well, partially. I mean, if he's saying he's getting abuse left, right and centre, I doubt you'd walk into that, you know, but I'm not. But anyway, if he come out and said, look, uh, not happy with it. I'm not happy with what I'm receiving from fans. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm going to float the club for sale, and in the meantime, I'm going to I'm going to be very limited investment in it, other than me, um, what I've got to pay me contracts and that. In respect to that, I think this is a way of him almost saying, "Go on, then I kind of do want a way out, and I've not got a pot to piss in." But he won't fall on his sword and say it's up for sale and I've failed. He's going to be it's naughty fans' fault. They've ruined everything. Yeah. And um, I've always said, I'll listen to sensible offers. It's weird he says that. I never put my valuation for the club. He's happy to talk about people's wages. <laughs> yeah. But he's not going to put his valuation. That's a suspect. It's funny that though, isn't it? Just, just, just on that. He's, he's outed Darren Moore for how much he's looking for. Yeah. He's got another job, hasn't he? At a championship club. But he's doing better than us as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it clearly, you know, he's he, he tried to... Um, I don't know if he's tried to deter him he, he tried, or, he tried or to drag be, him down a bit. He, or. he tried to character assassinate him. We talked about it before. Greedy, greedy Darren Moore. Go on then, Channers. Tell us. Tell us what you value club at. Tell us what you're waiting for. Greedy, and, greedy and, Dapon. Do you know what? On that as well, it annoys me really when I see people saying <clears throat> he's going to want 130 million or whatever they value it at. Because I, I, I've not seen that anywhere. And I've not and, um we might be right right to assume that, that he's going to want a lot of money. But the way I see it is, <clears throat> like anything, everything's worth, everything's got its worth and everything's only worth as much as what someone's prepared to pay for something as well. Yeah. And on that, if you're losing £2 million a month, that's got to be taken into consideration. For example, if something's, if there's an offer of £100 million now, or just just use that as a as a as a number. It won't be worth that much, but just just to use it. Or if you're waiting out for a hundred, then if someone offers you seventy five or seventy six now, then next year. Do you know what I mean like next yeah, yeah. next year? Next, if you're waiting out for a hundred next year, if you seventy six is like what it would be. It would be the same. Isn't it? Sorry, I can't really like get get across what I'm trying to no, say. No. The longer you wait, the more money you're putting in. So if yeah, you're yeah. Not, you're not going to get that back if you're I, if you're waiting out for something. So it sometimes works, but this is why football clubs get sold for a pound because if they're losing two million, if you sell it for a quid, all right, you're taking on the debt. And I'm the not. I'm not paying fees and all. Rest yeah, of. I'm not paying two million next month. <laughs> 
yeah. I've saved that two million. And then for every, you know, come come the end of the year, you're going to be twenty four million pound better off than what you would yeah. be because you're not losing all that money. I, I've, what were I saying to you last night? I get a feeling. I mean, it's it's going to happen. He, he's going to fall on it eventually because this is. I mean, this is not but spitting dummy out properly. But he's he's never getting majority back on side now. No. Ever. And yeah. I think he had, we yeah. were very patient with him and COVID did him a lot of favours because it was turning nasty before we all got locked out and then we had the two good years in League One. Yeah. I He don't come back from this, does he? He don't come back. Not with any mainstream support. He might, he'll, he'll, still, he'll always have his sycophants, but he won't come back with any mainstream support. I think now he structures a deal at some point. If I had to guess. Well, I was about to say that. What, do, do you, out of the two options, does he either A, sell the club... No, no. When, when Chancery leaves, it's going to happen at some point. He isn't going to be the owner of the football club till he dies. Yeah. It will happen at some point. Do you think he either sells the club or do you think the club goes into some sort of administration? Again, I don't really know all the ins and outs of it. If he just stopped paying for it, I'm sure that's when the administrators Yeah, and that's come when he would get, get nothing for it. I, I don't, as much as I, I've called him an idiot several times, um... I don't think he'd do that. What I think it, they'll structure something where someone comes and takes control of the club and its assets bar in the stadium and they structure a deal where we have to sign at least a 10-year lease on Hillsborough and pay him rent or something along them lines yeah. because effectively the club don't own the stadium and we all know he's got cash flow issues. Yeah. you know. And to be fair to him, not to be fair to him because it's shady business, whatever way you look at it, but... If you've got, if you own the stadium and you've got a guaranteed revenue and you're not having to pay the bills, well done, Mister Chancery, because you've you've got out of it and you're still getting paid X amount. Yeah, and that's you know, I think I think you're looking at a year, 10, 15 years down the line where we're buying a where we're building a basic flat pack stadium off a of Meadowall Parkway, and we're moving into that because we're not going to pay rent on the ground anymore. Do you know what? My hope is that he doesn't. It's going to get messy. And my hope it just doesn't get too messy. Do you know what I mean? Gets to the point where, like Scunthorpe and like teams, Berry, uh, another one, yeah. um, Southport is it Southport or Southend? Southend, Southend that are, that are having the same issues. All right, granted they're you know smaller clubs and what Sheffield Wednesday is, but I, I don't want the moving parts are the same though. Yeah, childish charlatan owner separates the club from the ground, yeah. locks them out. I just don't want that to happen. Do you know what I mean? I don't want it to get ugly and to the point where it's you know, you're wondering whether there's going to be a football club or not. Like, I, I never want that to happen. Derby got very, very close to it, didn't they? They've seemed to come out the other side. All right, they're, yeah. they're stuck in League One for the, for the time being. And I just hope that it can all happen and um, and we can we, it can be sorted amicably. But the way that he's reacting to the fans and the way that he's saying the things that he's saying all he's doing like we've said before and like you've mentioned he's adding fuel to the fire every time he's he's not putting the fires out he sits and stews on everything Mm. he always starts by saying i've been thinking about this for a while yeah like what why do you need to just he's got thinnest skin in football yeah it's it's, and yeah i just want to i just want to finish on before we wrap things up um Oh, by the way, West Brom are beating Preston. That's great for when they play us on, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I just want to finish on the fact that, you know, yeah, we can, we can say what we want about about Chancery and everything. We, all we want is the good for the football club. Um, and whilst ever he keeps coming out with these statements, 
seemingly every single week. Like I said, he's, he's not helping himself. He's driving a wedge between the fans and and him. The, the stuff on the pitch is not working either. There's a lot, there's a hell of a lot of uh, quick wins that the chairman can make to at least alleviate some of the pressure that's on him and try and, you know, deflect some of the attention away from him as well. But time and time and time again, he fails to see these quick wins, you know, such as ticket prices, such as, I mean, all right, it's like, you know, it gives me one hand. You said it yesterday. It gives me one hand, but it takes with the other. Or it's like one step forward, two steps back. Well, that that with that um, partnership, because we saw club yesterday, and to be fair, I'll... This is the thing. They announced the partnership with, was it Martial Artist, the fashion brand? Yeah, yeah. They did that. And then there was something else. Fan zone. Uh, Yeah, they announced that they were going to extend and improve the fan zone. Two positive bits of stuff, what we should be doing as a matter of course as being a football club. And the comments on there were overwhelmingly negative, purely because of the situation we're in. Yeah, yeah. But they're like two bits of positive information. And Bannon, I know you got a bit of stick for it, but it were kind of like, come on, just try and get behind us. We're trying, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. And then he come in with a sledgehammer like that. That's what I mean. And Every he, time. He, does he does he genuinely think he's he's doing it? Or is he is he baiting us so he gets a reaction so he's got an excuse to go, look at the naughty fans, look what they've done to me, the selfish, selfish people. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely, I, I've stopped trying to guess how that man's mind works. All I know is that he's not fit to run a football club. Yeah. And the fact that he's darkened our door for eight years is a black mark on this club's history. Yeah, I know. Right, we're going to wrap things up there. A bumper extra time episode. Uh, an hour and 15 I'm minutes nearly. I'm going to take kids to party in a minute. Right? <laughs> I'm going to be a shit here. <laughs> uh, massive thanks, everyone, for listening. Do really appreciate it, uh, of course. Um, yeah, obviously, we'll be back with uh, the therapy session. I think I've had mine. I think, do you know, I'm I'm not here next week, everyone. So I've 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 had my therapy. I'm having two weeks. Yeah, your wife's safe for for the weekend, isn't she? She's uh, don't have to listen to you rant and rave. Well, she might do. I'll be honest. I'm. I'll just touch on it briefly before we do go because I know we're wrapping up. Um, my wife and my son's going to a show in London next weekend, and I was like. Oh, I feel a bit bad then trips him back to hotel on their own that time and I they know they're very capable but I'm like you know so I'm like go on I'll go down so oh, me my little old family's going down and then they announced Darren Moore as manager and I'm a bit like oh <laughs> I'd rather go and wave at Darren I've still got my Darren Moore scarf hung up in house <laughs> I wonder if um... but at least you know what I'll have a brilliant weekend you won't have to hear me moan and groan at your all and I won't have to watch us get Pummeled two note by Huddersfield. So happy days all around, really. <sighs> yeah. Well, uh, enjoy. Yeah, I'm going to West Brom, though. So if you sat near me, you'll hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, great. So thanks very much for everyone that's uh, the Patreon members. Do really appreciate it. Of course, your support is, uh, we're really grateful for it. And yeah, we'll see you all on Thursday. Cheers, guys. Shut up. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.